What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdbowl Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 77th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And today, we are wiping that smark off your face. The Pro Wrestling Theme Podcast brought to you by the Nerdbowl Podcast. Originally, this episode was going to be about the great weekend of pro wrestling that has went on from GCW events, from the uh, minor and indie leagues, you know, Black Pro Label, to the three big events when you had WWE's Clash of the Castle on Saturday night, which was culminated in front of a live crowd in um, Corinth, uh, South Wales. And it was an amazing event, with was culminated in a great main event between Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. I was going to talk about NXT uh, when worlds collide, which was when the NXT and NXT UK battled each other for all the titles, combining them until NXT Europe starts off next year, which again, a great event with Mandy Rose uh, competing for the NXT Women's and UK Women's Championship, Braun Breaker and Tyler Bates. Again, another fantastic show. Uh, and then it was going to culminate with me talking about AEW's probably their biggest show every year, All Out, live from Chicago, um, which is going to be headlined by CM Punk versus John Moxley for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship and a fantastic match. These two have good chemistry, and you knew it was going to be a good match. We crowned the first ever AEW Trios Championship as the Elite took on the Dark Order and Hangman Page in a great storytelling trios match, uh, a fantastic tag team match. With Swerve and Our Glory taking on the acclaimed. The crowd was hot. It was a fantastic night. We had the return of MJF. And it should have been the big story of the weekend. Instead, what I'm talking about and what the wrestling world is talking about is the media scrum afterwards. Where CM Punk buries the entire roster at AEW. He buries EVPs. And he makes Tony Khan look like a joke. It was insane. Now, let me get the backstory. To do that, we must go back to AEW's Double or Nothing, where Hangman Adam Pays as the AEW champion was going to be taking on CM Punk. The babyface versus the babyface. Now, the build to this was doing pretty well. And then there was a face-to-face confrontation where Hangman Adam Page told him that you talk about workers' rights and, you know, being one of the boys, but... Being a champion is not only what you do in front of the camera, it's what you do off the camera. And while you talk about workers' rights, you sure haven't shown any recently. And for some reason, this stuck with CM Punk. Uh, the world speculated and people were screaming, you know, he was talking about Colt Cabana. The Colt Cabana-CM Punk situation is a extremely entailed deep from friendships and, you know, being sued by the WWE. Um... To them no longer being friends, uh, Sam Punk saying he's going to pay for his lawyers, Colt Cabana saying he didn't, Colt Cabana suing him for that money, Sam Punk countersuing him, which led to them having a fallout and them not being friends anymore. Now, they were great friends. Whether Punk wants to admit that or not, I don't know how that goes, but the fitter that he was, he dropped him in the famous pipe bomb promo on Raw, you knew they were close. Whatever happened, happened. That's their business. They're grown men. I have nothing to do with that. But this seemed to have stuck with... Sam Punk. Sam Punk goes on to beat Hangman Adam Page for the AEW title at Double or Nothing. Sam Punk broke his foot. Sam Punk is going to have surgery. Sam Punk is no longer going to be able to compete, so he takes some months off. He comes back and 
he's going to now challenge the interim champion, John Moxley. They're going to unify the titles. And on the promo before the week that they are to have the match, he goes into business for himself, calling out Adam Page, calling him a coward, when Adam Page wasn't in the building. Adam Page couldn't respond, couldn't go out for a face-to-face, and it made Adam Page look weak. Now, the whole issue here is CM Punk said that Adam Page went into business for himself. Whether he did or didn't can be debatable. My thing is, is that what Page said wasn't that scandalous. It wasn't that big of a deal. Punk would have done something similar to anybody having been having doing this. He sold the pay-per-view. That was Punk was doing so much better on promos than Page. Page is not the best promo guy yet. That was his fire promo, and that sold that pay-per-view. There was a lot of people who bought that pay-per-view for that match because of what Paige said, because it was real. It was hard. You know, he he went out there. It ate Punk's crawl because I think that one time Paige got a better than he got a bigger reaction for his promo than Punk did. I think people were talking about it, and I think Punk was looking at it like, I'm a good guy. You're not supposed to talk to me like that. Sam Punk has a history of his ego getting in the way. I, let me preface this by saying I've always been a CM Punk fan. I loved him in the WWE. I loved him before he was in the WWE. He always seemed to be like that that underdog, scrappy underdog that was going to claw and make his way and give him a, get a chance. He was going to get his chance whether he lived or died. He was going to be the guy. The WWE didn't see that. And then finally when they gave him the chance, they gave him the chance and he took the ball and ran with it and made a lot of money for them even though he, in his eyes, they didn't do him right, which that's debatable on another end on if they did or didn't. I can't get into anything on that. Now, as he's in AEW, going back again to when CM Punk first showed up, he was talking about the locker room, and he was talking about how the guys in the locker room, he wished he had those guys around him 10 years ago and how you know great they were and how they have such a passion for the business and he can't, cannot wait to wrestle every one of them. We're more than a year later. We're, we're about a year later. And that one promo that Paige did stuck in CM Punk's crawl. It just festered with him for months to where he went off on that promo, went into business for himself, explaining that Hangman went into business for himself and you shouldn't do that. He went into business for himself. Now, you can say it's a retaliation. You can say it's a receipt, whatever. Cool. The problem with it is, fast forward to All Out. CM Punk and John Moxley just had a great match. CM Punk is now the undisputed W or AEW World Champion. He has done it in Chicago to a massive pop. And then we get the return of MJF. MJF, who's been gone for months and a kind of a work shoot angle. I, we really still don't know how it turned out. Saying that he would, wasn't getting paid enough and he was basically disgruntled that the WWE, former WWE guys were getting all the... Um, accolades and getting paid more. He comes out. He is the Joker that has won the chip that is going to be the number one contender for the AEW title. He reveals himself to a monster pop. He's trying to get the crowd to boo him. He's flipping them off. He's being MJF, and they are chanting MJF. Punk is in the ring. Punk's got the belt held up. He's got blood on his face from the match, and he's telling him, come on, get in the ring. Normally, the, the Chicago crowd would be chanting CM Punk. CM Punk when it comes to wrestling in Chicago, is like the Von Erichs in Texas. He is like Jerry Lawler in Memphis. He was like Bruno San Martino in New York. He is a god in Chicago wrestling. When you go to Chicago, CM Punk is the guy. He will always be the guy. 
And this time when he's doing that and most people be chanting him and MJF is trying, they are chanting MJF. Now, the camera fa- or puts on Punk and you can kind of see in Punk's face, he's like, what the fuck? Punk's not used to playing second fiddle in Chicago. He's just not. Like I said, he's a god in wrestling in Chicago. He is not used to playing second fiddle or having somebody be more popular than he is. And I think that stuck with him. And I think that Punk's ego got in the way, and he's like, I'm going to take this from MJF. And I'm going to take this. I'm going to make the wrestling world talk about me again. So we go to the media scrum. And he sits down with Tony Khan next to him, the AEW title, and from the very beginning, he sees somebody, I, I don't know if he knows him or recognizes him or whatever, he asked him if he's friends with Scott Colton. Scott Colton is the real legal name of Colt Cabana. The guy goes, yeah, we were friends, uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, or you know, we're not, the, we're not that close anymore. And CM Punk goes, yeah, well, that's two of us. And then CM Punk goes on a tirade, just bashing Colt Cabana. Nobody asked the question. Let's get this straight to everybody out there that listens. And everybody's like, well, they're asking questions. Nobody asked him about Colt Cabana. Nobody asked a question about Colt. Nobody had asked a question about Hangman. Nobody had this chance. Because the moment Sam Punk saw this guy who was a friend of Colt Cabana's, he went on a tirade of Colt Cabana. He said that, you know, it's he hasn't been friends with the guy since 13 or 14. He was telling him that he has a bank account with his mother that they found out during discovery when he countersued him and he's saying you know he tried to take him to the top and it's basically that Colt Cabana was jealous or envious of him or whatever and he didn't want him to be there and he's saying basically that Colt wouldn't have caught him if he fell the thing that one point that bothered me is he's like he said you know he shares a bank account with his mother which is all you need to know about the guy what does that mean maybe the bank account is there so his mother has access to money when she needs it. Maybe it's they maybe they're there so he can pay bills for his mother. I don't know the reason that they share a bank account. There could be a hundred different reasons why him and his mother mother are on the same bank account. But to try to use that to bash a man or shame a man or belittle a man is ridiculous. You I don't know the story with his mom. I have no ish clue what's going on there. I don't know. I know Colt Cabana makes a pretty decent living with his podcast, merchandise sales, and he is one of the main reasons that independent wrestling has taken off. He's one of the main reasons that has shown that you can make a living doing independent wrestling. And for Sam Punk to bash him for that was shameful, and it wasn't right. So not only does he keep going on this tirade about Colt Cabana, just burying Colt Cabana, he then starts to bury Hangman Page. He calls him an empty-headed dumb fuck. Hangman has already gone home at this point. He wasn't going to be part of the media scrum, so he had already left. He didn't know anything about this. So Sam Punk again for the second time after saying that somebody shouldn't go into business for themselves is going into business for himself as he is burying Hangman. And then he starts burying the EVPs, the Young Bucks. Kenny Omega, I don't know if he was in part of this or not or if he was intended for it, but he starts burying the Young Bucks. He said that you've got uh, irresponsible EVPs who couldn't manage a fucking target, that's a quote of his, at running around acting like they run the show or knowing things. All while... Tony Khan is sitting there. Now, why is that important? Tony Khan doesn't know what to do. He, he If he cuts Punk off, it's going to be a bigger issue than what is going on right now. You're putting Tony Khan in a very difficult situation at that point. 
not only are you bashing the entire roster as you keep calling them children and people who don't know the business, and then you start bashing the fans as he says, you know, that they're calling to a niche audience that are that love them. You're not only bashing the EVPs of your company, you're not bashing talent of your company and burying talent. You're not only bashing fans who watch the show and watch the content that is paying you to do this now. You are you are in turn burying the owner. Why are you burying the owner? He never technically said anything about Tony. However, when you're saying that you have people in place that are can't do their job or are shitty at their job, what you're saying is is that Tony's ownership, who put them in that position, he doesn't know what he's doing. And he keeps on this tirade, and it is a good 15 minutes, at least, of him just bashing everybody. He said he's old, he's tired, he's sore, and he plays, and he works with children. Uh, when someone asks him about MJF returning or whatever, he says that Tony just wants him to wrestle, keep wrestling these pricks. What the fuck? I think, again, now we're going into this, CM Punk and the MJF think MJF is just as good on the mic as... Sam Punk, and I think that kind of sits in his crawl a bit. Is this a work? I really don't think it is, and I'll get to that in a minute as I continue the story. Is this a shoot? Possibly. Could this be a shoot that turned into a work? Very much so. They could use this and actually garner a lot of money because the world is talking about AEW right now. But as Punk continues on this tirade of just bashing the entire crowd, he only really has two people he talks decent about. One is Danhausen when he talks about Danhausen letting him wear his boots and Adam Cole. He talks about Adam Cole and says glowing things about Adam Cole. Said he's a sweetheart. You know, said that he's good and he's worried about him being healthy. Well then, CM Punk gets up, CM Punk goes to leave, the scrum's over, we move on. The scrum goes on with swerving our glory and Scott Strickland seems to go, or Swerve Strickland seems to go off on the fans because the fans in Chicago kind of turned on him, uh, them during the match, and kind of was rooting for the acclaim. And people were saying, should they have called an audible? It, it got a little weird, but that was more of a work. Tony Storm was up next. She did a fantastic job as always. Jericho was up next, and Jericho was probably the most professional. He's done stuff like this before. He put over MJF. He was putting over, you know, Brian Danielson, basically talking about the pay per view. And then Tony Khan took a few questions, and Tony Khan basically got a little heated talking about WWE putting on two events on All Out Weekend, and basically said, I have more money than them, and I'm not going to take this shit anymore. Basically saying he tried to play ball with them, they don't want to play ball with him, they're trying to squash him, and he's not going to take it. Now, this entire media scrum was, was a nightmare. You know, again, Tony was caught off guard with the CM Punk stuff, he didn't know what to do. And afterwards is when shit really hit the fan. Because at one point during his thing, Sam Punk said, "If you ha and I quote, if you have a fucking problem with me, come say it to my face. He left. Well, apparently the Young Bucks had a problem with what he said. They go to his locker room to confront him. Apparently there is yelling, there is arguing, there is screaming. The Young Bucks are there, Kenny Omega's there, and from what our reports end up saying, Christopher Daniels... Pat Buck, Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, the a bunch of the a steel and a steel's wife. Now, three of these are producers. They're producers for the company, and probably they were there trying to break it up. That's exactly what was going on. Uh, and as it was going on, they're going back and forth. 
And at some point, I don't know, again, this is all rumored. We don't know exactly what happened. CM Punk threw a punch at Matt Jackson. He hit Matt Jackson, and then a steal threw a chair that hit Nick Jackson in the head. And then, for some reason, bit Kenny Omega and pulled his hair. Now, this has been, you know, again, this is rumors, but this is what has been put out there. I don't know how it happened, biting and, I don't, and pulling hair. I don't get that. They said that A. Steele's wife was there and he was protecting her. It's very much possible. But if Punk is throwing the first punch, that's not really you being able to say, well, I was defending myself. Were there more people than them, you know, against him? Yes, but if there's arguing and screaming, you can feel threatened, I guess. I don't know the situation. I wasn't there. But everybody's saying that Sam Punk was in the right. No, nobody was in the right in the situation. He told them to come to him. They came to him unhappy with what he said, and he threw punches at them. A steel threw a chair. Why did he throw the chair? I don't know if a fight was ensuing. I don't know if he was feeling endangered or what, but he threw a chair. He bit somebody. He pulled their hair, which is kind of a bitch move, to be honest. So because of this, now the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have been suspended. Michael Nakazawa and Brandon Cutler have been suspended. Uh, Christopher Daniels and Pat Buck have been suspended. And A. Steele and CM Punk, we don't know yet. They had a issue with Tony. But apparently, CM Punk got injured in the match again and was going to have to be out. Now, they're saying this injury could just be the way to them explain him being suspended for what happened. Um, I don't know. If he truly did get injured, then we've got an issue. If Punk keeps getting injured every time he wins a championship, we've, we've got an issue if he keeps getting hurt like this. If it's just a way to say suspension, it's kind of a bad deal because you're now you're saying he got injured again. People are going to lose that, and people already know what happened. People know what happened, so you can't really just say that. Should Sam Punk be fired? I don't know. I honestly think at this point, considering what Hangman said wasn't that egregious, and if you don't believe that, I want you to go listen to what Eddie Kingston said. When Eddie Kingston was in his face and said, nobody likes you, nobody wants you here, you should just leave. Eddie Kingston said things that were more egregious towards CM Punk than what Hangman said. But for some reason, CM Punk wasn't calling out Eddie Kingston. He never talked shit at Eddie Kingston. He never called Eddie Kingston an empty-headed dumb fuck. Why? Maybe because he knew Eddie Kingston wasn't going to take that shit. Maybe he thinks he can bully Hangman Page. I don't know. Maybe he thinks he can big dick Hangman Page. I don't know. But the thing is, you have your EVPs that are there. They are EVPs of the company. AEW was there before you, and AEW can be there after you. As a fan of Sam Punk, I will say this. I honestly think Sam Punk needs to go. Sam Punk has caused a lot of issues backstage that were not there until he got there. It seems to be that he's gotten to the point to where he's turned into what he hated most. He's turned into Triple H. He's turned into Hogan to where he's the, the old guard, and he thinks he should be the one that's going over. He should be the one that's making everything. People are arguing, well, he's the ratings getter. He, he, you know, he's there to draw people in. Is he drawing people in? Because they are doing around the same number, maybe even a little less than they were doing before he even showed up. He had one monster pop for Rampage when he debuted. I get why. It was CM Punk's first time in the ring in seven plus years. I get why it would be a big deal. His first match at All Out. Again, I get that. After that, CM Punk has not done much. He really hasn't done much. He is not the number one seller of merchandise. He is not the getting the biggest pops. You know, you have Orange Cassidy. You have Danhausen. You have John Moxley. 
you have these people that are getting just as big a pops as CM Punk. And I think his ego can't take the fact that he is not the biggest star there. He thought he was going to walk in there and he was going to be their Hulk Hogan. He was going to save that company. I think that's what he thought. I think he wanted to actually start wrestling again. I really do. But I also think he wanted money and he thought that he could go in there and be the big dog. And when he got there, he realized that the fans kind of moved on without him. We've had Sam, not had Sam Punk for seven years. It's cool to see you back, but we don't need you here if you're going to act like that. We got other people we like too. And I think his ego got in the way of that. During the Hangman confrontation, I think because the crowd was split between Hangman and him, I think his ego took over. I truly think Sam Punk's ego is getting out of control. At this point, Tony Khan has to do something. Because the rumor was Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks said, you know, we're going to leave. If you lose, and, and people are like, well, they can go. They can go. They fire them three. They, them and, Ke and uh, Cody Rhodes were the reason AEW was there. Kenny Omega is probably the biggest star they got. He's the biggest homegrown talent they got. And if you don't think that if they walk out and they get released, if they have, I don't know if AEW has a non-compete clause for, you know, a certain days or not. I don't know how that works with them. But if they were to get released or they were to walk out, if you don't think for a second that Triple H wouldn't snatch them up and have the Elite versus the Bloodline and sell out a fucking pay-per-view off of it, you are a fucking idiot. 100%, there's no difference around it. There is no if, ands, or buts, okay? They are a draw if they go to WWE. They will be have everybody who started the fucking company in, a, in WWE. Kenny Omega is a big draw. Whether you want to admit that or not, people go to see Kenny Omega. The Young Bucks are still a draw. They are still one of the biggest tag teams of our age, whether you like that or not. I'm not saying they're better than FTR. I personally think FTR is a bigger better tag team 100% but that doesn't mean the young bucks aren't a draw merchandise wise or ticket sales wise whether you want to admit that or not so losing three of your top stars to placate the ego of a star who a can't seem to not be injured and b half the time doesn't seem like he wants to be there when things don't go his way does not seem like a good business move I don't care how much they're paying him. I know they're got to pay him a lot of money. And I know if he has to, if they have to release him from his contract, they probably got to buy him out for a certain amount. I get that. But at what point does money over your locker room morale take over? At what point can you say, well, I'm paying him this much. I can't let him go. And it's affecting the morale of your locker room, where the morale of the locker room is split and divided. Okay. At what point is this, no, this is a bigger issue? Tony Khan needs to sit them down and tell them straight up, look, they can make money with this. You have this story now. Sam Punk and FTR have been together. FTR and the Young Bucks have their thing, which people go to. That's all a work. They, they, they get along. They might not have different philosophies on tag team, but they fucking work. That's real. Okay? You have the elite versus them. You can make money with this. You have the chance to make a lot of money with this if everyone plays ball. I don't think Sam Punk wants to play ball. I think his fragile little ego, and I keep saying this, has gotten in his head and now he thinks he's bigger than what he is. He wants to be a martyr for professional wrestling. Well, the problem is, you're no longer a martyr. What He's not going to hear anything I say. 
Okay, I do will not affect anything Sam Punk does. But let's just say this. You said from your DVD that WWE put out that I remember pre-ordering. It's the only pre-order DVD I ever got because I was a huge Sam Punk fan. You said that you can't change the business sitting on your couch in Chicago. You left. And a lot of people forget Sam Punk didn't just leave because of he was hurt or because he wasn't happy with the way things were going. He wasn't happy with the way they were treating people. He was he brought up the fact that Daniel Bryan should have been in the main events and they were treating him like a second class citizen. He brought all that up. He was, I think, legitimately at times wanting to help the business as a whole. Then for seven years you wanted to go be a UFC fighter which flopped. You didn't want to deal with professional wrestling. And at that point AEW took off. The Young Bucks Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, they did what you said. They changed the business. They gave the people another option, a big option to go to. They were changing the business. You saw that, and you wanted to be a part of it. I think that's good. I think originally your intentions were great. And then you got there, and you realized that you weren't going to be the next Hulk Hogan there. You weren't going to be their top draw, even though you were drawing some. You wasn't going to be the biggest star they had. And I think it kind of hurt you. And I think it kind of hurt Sam Punk's ego. And I think that affected everything that went on with him. Where does this go from here? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Suspensions have already been lived, put out. Suspensions are already there. Do people need to be fired? I think A. Steele is going to be fired. I really do. You threw a chair. Again, this is all going to be what really happened and everything. I don't know. But if you threw a chair and it hit one of the talent and the EVP in the head, then you're probably gone. If A. Steele's gone, it's probably one of the only friends Sam Punk has left. So if Sam Punk, Sam Punk's probably you know one more thing away from walking out anyway. If one more issue pops up that he doesn't like, he's probably gone. So at this point, do you keep putting that money on him? You need to sit him down and say, look, if you want to be here, you're going to play ball. If you don't want to be here, then we can part our ways. I don't care if you're the champion or not. You can, we can part our ways. I know Tony Khan kind of wants to be a friend at times, and I know Tony Khan's a, a fan. But you're running a company, and it's making the company look bad. People are going to be tuning in right now because they want to know what's going on, but it's going to make the company look bad if the morale backstage is we're not being listened to, and he's play, and you're placating to a certain group or one person. That's not going to be good. And if people start jumping, that's when you've got an issue. If there's fights happening backstage, that's when you've got an issue. If you have big stars threatening to walk out and go to another company, that's an issue. And like I said, if they were to walk out or if you were to fire them over CM Punk, you put them on WWE programming, they're going to sell a WrestleMania, a Royal Rumble, a Survivor Series. There's going to be a big match between all of them because they're big stars and it's good. they're going to be treated like Cody when he came back. They're going to be treated like fucking stars. So Tony, you have a Tony Khan has a big decision to make right here. You have to put your foot down and you have to say your bit. You have to be like, this is my fucking business. This is my company. Either you play ball or get the fuck out. That's what he has to do with them. They can make money with this story. Blurring the lines in professional wrestling always draws money, and this could draw huge fucking numbers, gates, everything, if they can all play ball. But can they? The Bucks, I'm pretty sure they probably could. Omega, yeah. Hangman, yeah. But would Punk? Is Punk's ego willing to be set aside to play ball here? 
Or is he wanting to still try to play this up? Because if so, bye. He went into business for himself the entire time. He's done it twice now. So don't complain if somebody else is doing it. You buried the entire company that needs you, that has you there. They wanted you there. And I'm going to say this straight up. CM Punk needs AEW more than AEW needs CM Punk. Straight up. AEW was there before CM Punk, and they were doing just as good, if not better, without CM Punk. And they can do it again without him. They have the talent. They have the financial backing. They can do work without CM Punk, and they can still make good money. Sam Punk, this is your last chance. You could always go to WWE. Would Hunter bring you back? I don't know. I don't know if Hunter wants that problem, but Hunter probably would if he thinks he can make money with it. TNA's not going to want you. MLW's not going to want you. New Japan, I doubt, would want you. They're not going to want these issues when every company you go to, it seems that you say that they don't know what they're doing or they're not using you right. Every company he's been in, he has complained about it something. At some point, it can't be everybody else but you. At some point, it has to be admitted that it's you. And I hate to say that because, again, as an in-ring performer, CM Punk is fantastic. On the microphone, when he's passionate, CM Punk is one of the best microphone promo guys in the business. Bar none. But when your ego is that fragile and you want to keep cutting people down that are getting close to you, that's when the problem arises. And that has caused a lot of friction in the AEW locker room because you couldn't keep shit personal. If someone asked, was going to ask you about Colt Cabana or Hangman Page, all you had to do was say, that issue's being taken care of internally, we don't need to speak about that here, and move the fuck on. No, you went on a fucking tirade burying everybody, and yet somehow still wanted to play the victim. That's an issue. That's an issue that needs to be dealt with. That's a cancer that needs to be lopped off. Should they fire him again, give him that chance, tell him you're going to play ball or you're gone. He has that choice. Let him make that choice. And if he wants to go out and bash AEW, fucking let him. Who cares? Okay? Because when you start bashing a company that gave you a fucking chance when nobody else wanted you anymore, people are going to start recognizing it. People are starting now to see that CM Punk isn't exactly the, the martyr that he wants to be. He started off that way and he became a big star that now is just complaining because he's not a big enough star in his own eyes. That he's not getting the pops or reaction that he wanted, or that other people are stepping up and doing what he did, and and making blurring the lines to try to sell a pay per view, and he's getting pissed off about it. So we've got a lot of news that happened with that AEW thing, and it's been crazy what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. This past couple years has been insane. It seems like every other week there is something huge that happens in wrestling. I don't know what is going on, but it is nuts in the world of professional wrestling. If you are not a fan of pro wrestling, now's the time to get into it because it seems like every other week we have a big story that happens, not in the scene, like not not behind the scene or you know out in the front of the camera, behind the scenes. There's so much stuff going on, and it's so entertaining, and it's, it just gets the world talking. But that's all I'm going to say about the subject. Uh, we'll see where it goes. We'll see if people get fired. If more suspensions happen, we're going to see how AEW handles all that. Tune in to Dynamite on Wednesday nights to figure out. Rampage on Friday nights. TBS on Wednesdays. TNT on Friday. Tune in to figure out what is going on and how they're going to address all of this. Thank you all for your love and your support. Thank you for everything that you're doing for me. Follow me on Twitter at NerdPoolPod. I am on Instagram at NerdPoolPodcast. I am on Twitch at NerdPoolGaming. I am on TikTok 
Yes, I'm on TikTok at Nerdpool Podcast. You can follow me for the Sunday Pun Day, which is becoming a pretty popular thing across all my platforms. Just me having fun. Thank you for the love and support. Remember, leave me a rating and a five-star review or just click that like button, that share button. It really helps the podcast out. You guys are all amazing. Um, Until next time, that's Nerdpool. See ya.